Hey guys, it's me, Jen. And I'm Liam, and welcome to Unlimited Time Magic. Where the magic is you. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you on Main Street. Bye! Oh, hell, hello. Hello. Hello, welcome to Unlimited Time Magic. My name's Liam. And I'm Jen. I'm so excited. And Liam won't say this, but we actually already recorded our interview. So we're coming back after. Yeah, you know, truth in in, um, podcasting is really big to us. Transparency. This interview that you guys are going to hear, like we touched on, as we always do when we interview people, right? It's always ends up being about much bigger themes Mm -hmm. and what you're getting ready to hear is going to be just like life-giving and encouraging and it we it's just amazing it's a love it's a love letter it's a great job growing up with her so that we could do this interview (laughs) it's a love letter to the creative mind is really how i thought about it and how i kind of prepared the interview is um she's incredibly intelligent incredibly talented and just a loving person. And I love seeing her whenever I, I get the pleasure of doing so. And I really hope it supports our listeners to be more creative. Like when I mean, she, Anna has the, the unique ability of being like, a, like a, a mathematic genius and also incredibly creative. So it's so wild. She's so inspiring and I hope it inspires you. Um, but yeah, we already did the interview just because of time circumstance, but it was actually a really, really lovely way to kind of open the episode because, you know, because we already did it. I don't know. I feel good about it. And I feel like yeah. we had a great, great conversation. Um, Jen, how was your week altogether, though? You got to see your son today, which was, I bet, a pleasure and a joy. I did. Um, my son that lives in Athens, um, I got to see his house that he moved into recently and just be in his neighborhood. He works at a um, local bar there in Athens. And as we're driving, people are like yelling out the window, hey, well, so it's oh, kind nice of, though. That's cute. yeah, Athens is like a really small town in a lot of ways. And where he lives and works is more like the locals area instead right. of like the college town area. And it's just, it, it's kind of bittersweet when you have grown kids, when you go see them in their environment, because you realize right. that they're not part of your environment anymore. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's a little heartbreaking, but in all, all of the best ways. So I took him, he wanted this um, sterling silver tray that's been in our family for a, a long time. It's not my style. I always polish the thing and think, why do I have this? And he's been begging me for it. So I took it to him to have in oh, his new home. Jen. So he was really, I could tell, touched by that because he mm. knew it was kind of an important family thing. So anyway, it ended up just being a really, really Sounds nice, happy though. afternoon. Yeah, it was, it was good. So how about you? How was your week? Week has been good. It's been, um, I got a little nervous because I wasn't feeling 100% yesterday, like like physically. And I was like, I swear to God, if I get sick before this Disneyland trip, <laughs> I will murder. But then I uh, I slept and I, I'm, I'm feeling better, but I think it's just me being run down. I don't think it's uh, sickness. I feel like I would know pretty fast if it was sickness. But um, no, I'm feeling good. I have a lot of Everest tours next week, which is super fun. So we get to go to Disneyland and I am preparing, I guess I will announce it here. Sure, let's do it. Um, That we're doing a vlog for Disneyland, which Mm -hmm. I'm really, really pumped about. It's going to be a whole lot of me because Jen also has to film for her channel. So Jen's going to be living in Jen the Forge Land. But when we're together, sister, oh, you can can only imagine. And expect it's not going to be long form videos by any means. They are really short snippets of really exciting things. Because I felt I love your optimism. It could be really boring. It It could could be be the most boring trip to Disneyland that anyone ever took. Oogie boogie, oogie boogie bash. We might be like, meh. Eh. Oh, not the meh. (laughs) Yeah. So the one thing I've heard that everyone has said we have to do is the villain something villain trail. Something villain trail. Yes, we have. That's where Madame Mim is. Trail. Yeah, that's supposed to be like mind blowing. I'm really excited. I'm just, I'm just thrilled to go. I have no expectations, really. Um, That's and... the best way, though, with Disneyland, because you know what? 
I compared it to visiting my mom's. There's always groceries. There's not a lot of expectation on your part. And if you need to take a nap, totally cool. Take a nap. If you're but listening you're to this, exciting things. if you're listening to this through your, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, that's true. Um, you are gonna have to watch the actual videos on YouTube. So this right. would be a really great moment if you're if you're listening right now and not watching. Mm-hmm. Head over to YouTube and subscribe to Unlimited Time Magic on YouTube. And Liam will, of course, put the link in the show notes which i also showed jen my oogie boogie costume yes and it is it is it is a deep cut it's a deep um because it's it, not even it, it's not the witch costume it's not like one of the crazy costumes it is a casual costume. and if there is a cute man that is around his age that realizes what it is i think that liam that will have his husband secured please 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 my friend uh enjoy the show Enjoy the show. Yay! Enjoy this interview with the you amazing will. artist. No, Anna. trust enjoy. me. You you will enjoy it. You, you will love will. it. You know what I need more of? What? I want a special episode of Unlimited Time Magic meant just for me. I want a great community. I want voting privileges. And sometimes I want to be harassed by Liam Munn. And all of that can be yours. You know what I want? What? For you never to do that voice again. And also to be in the shot. <laughs> So seriously, we would love it if you would join us on Patreon, but there's no pressure. I'm holding sunscreen because Liam just bought it for me, but yeah, there's no, no pressure. There's no pressure, but oh, you might it. get, so, think of Patreon as your own sunblock. Without us, you could survive, but you'd be burned. We cannot do what we do without you. Do be do. You can find our Patreon by searching in the search engine at patreon.com or in our link tree found in our Instagram. For as little as $5 a month, you get one bonus episode every single month, behind-the-scenes footage, helpful tricks and hints to your favorite parks, and one really great community. Links can be found in the link tree. Y'all, I'm thrilled. (laughs) I'm thrilled mainly because Jen and I get bored together. Uh, No, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know what it is? No, you know what it is, Anna? It's like when you have Thanksgiving, the the (laughs) rule of having a happy Thanksgiving is always invite an outsider. Because do you know this rule? Like, because if it's just your family, things get toxic really fast. But if you invite an outsider, everyone is on their best behavior. So, so Liam and I were starting to become a little, you know, we, we needed somebody fresh. Everybody. I want to introduce you to my friend who I've literally known for 20 years. Sorry. My cat almost dropped the mic literally Um, for 20 years. That's not, that's not even a joke. Like since we both moved to America, right? (laughs) Yeah. Basically. Were you born in the States? No, I was born in Venezuela. Yeah. That's what Moved I thought. here when I was four. Mm-hmm. And when I say we, I think we can both confidently say this. Oh, no, your parents, we were both raised in the same hometown and yeah. we run in similar circles still. And there is, I'm going to say about 20 to 25 kids that all grew up together. And it's like an, it's like fight club. It's, it's an unspoken word that we all just see each other in the street and we're like, namaste. We're like, okay. we know what we went through. I have yes. a clarifying question of these 25 kids. Yeah. Were you two the only ones that were born in another country and then raised in the US? Or was that like a theme? We're one of the only of ones. Friends? I think Maya, we were Maya, pretty few. I think yeah. Maya was maybe born in like Norway or Sweden, something like that. I just think that would have blue. to make you feel instantly like more connected to somebody because that is yeah. a story that you're like you you always look for okay who who can understand what this is like for it right. to be just a little bit different yeah. than what all of my friends experience so I think right. that always brings people closer together I love that well yeah, that, totally. and, on, and on top of it it's like Anna was always I could tell like a quiet freak I was a louder freak so what? like <laughs> but it's like I great I was more interesting way to put it (laughs) but it's like I was way more into like theater and music and that kind of led me there but you were always kind of this quiet creative person that was kind of always imagining in a different way than other people because I can I think I can confidently say too the the school we were both raised in wasn't the necessarily the most creative and um I don't know, forthcoming school. Do you know what I mean? They weren't like, yeah. yay arts. They were like, you can do it if you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they canceled our, our program in sixth grade. 
I re oh, that, I remember that. I remember that. So like the only things we had were banned. So everyone was able, like banned to get out of PE. Do you remember? I, so everyone you suddenly just brought became back trauma. banned geeks. Uh, no, because they got away with musical theater and they got <laughs> away with art. That's 100% what happened. And I, I remember ready to I revolt. As an educated revolt. American, can I just say how shockingly horrific that is? Because first right? of all, for all of the artistic children, awful. Also for all of the other children, awful because art and art history play such an important role in like forming you as a human and what we do in, in our context, the whole world, like it right. is a major pillar of education. So right. the thought that you would just cancel that program is mind blowing to me. Right. And yeah. especially someone, I mean, like us, but specifically, we're talking about you, sister. You are currently serve as a 3D artist slash animator for, would it be Disney Creative? What would it even be called? Uh, it would be Disney Live Entertainment is the main branch we fall under. Or Creative Entertainment is also a branch that's been said, but we're right. effectively live entertainment animation and media that we have we partner and work a lot under Walt Disney Imagineering because we do tier up to them technically speaking um, but we primarily service parks and resorts Disney Cruise Line um, and that can be for just Florida but as well as worldwide so we've done stuff for Hong Kong Shanghai Adventures by Disney Disney Event Group um, even just one-off uh, panels that happen every once in a while so it's it's pretty fun in live entertainment because there's and, always something and I don't represent the brand or the company so these are very much my kind of experiences but even with the departments we interface with we can have someone where it's like well, we just did Nemo for example in the remount for Nemo and I'm learning all these people like these people have been here for 40 years people have come back you know left with the pandemic came back and I just raised a question to like do you know so-and-so and instantly everyone's like of course we know so-and-so she staged managed for American Idol in 2012 like yes I remember and they're just these crazy connections it's That's absolutely nuts. wild and it's, it, it's is, it, world, is it okay sure. to say that you uh helped with the input of the Walt legacy into enchantment is that okay to say or is that not okay <laughs> Um, it's a little above me uh, for that particular project, but yes, I was a part of that. Uh, I was part of the original animation team for Enchantment. Yeah, and uh, the update that we did for Enchantment recently that uh, went live in August as well. That one was super fun. Um, to uh, what I really to kind of put what I really want to like get your input on mm -hmm. because something so almost like scientific the way that animation works specifically your branch of animation it's not normal animation though <laughs> you know what i yeah, mean it's like a little involved textbook animation in our heads it's so much more different when you're putting it on i don't know a castle um <laughs> what when you because i remember seeing your instagram post on on watching enchantment mm -hmm. when you looked up at the castle how did little Anna feel? I mean, little Anna had never dreamed that she would be making content for one of the most photographed icons in the world. Like I remember even when Wishes was a cry. thing and being in the parks and yeah, crying, just being part of the magic, even as a guest. I, when one of the reasons we came to the States since we talked about kind of how we weren't born here and, and stuff like that. But one of the reasons my family emigrated to the United States my adapt in post-production and animation and so getting our visa sponsored by companies like disney and companies like universal was imperative and very paramount to how the trajectory of my life and my family's life is how it is today so um, kind of even in today's world now where it's i'm very fortunate and blessed to be one of those content creators for icons at such so important as this one it is really full circle for me right because right. now not only am I able to just kind of play and also create these memories and moments for me, but also for all of our guests that come to the parks. There's now mm -hmm. another little Anna, there's another little Liam that are looking out there, looking up there and, and being a part of the magic. And there, there are definitely moments where whenever I go to the parks, I do a lot of people watching and I specifically look for kids because right. they're the ones that, their eyes light up when they see Tiana. They they freak out when they see Dumbo flying on the castle. You can't you can't write that. That that just is a magic in and of itself. So it's right. it's really awesome.
Anna, can I ask you, because we we touched mm-hmm. on that your school was less than supportive of your artistic passions, I can only imagine. Um, how much of a role did your dad play in helping you kind of nurture that side of, of who you were? I'm assuming he was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. With both of my parents were. Um, I was extremely fortunate in that with, with the arts being what they are and, and as someone that wanted to go into the arts, some families unfortunately aren't as supportive. They're they're very much like you don't can't, you can't make money in art. Why would you go into that? You have to find a stable career. You have to look into medicine or, or you know sciences. And being a, his, a Hispanic child as well, and, and having been born in Venezuela, there's that stigma still that we must provide and we must choose high paying jobs in order to provide for our families. Survival. So yeah, just straight up survival. But I was really fortunate in where even with the Uh, moving to the United States, my parents, the reason they moved to the States was for a better future for me. And they did not want to limit me in any capacity. So they gave me full support when I said I wanted to go work in video games, because that's actually what my degree's in. I have two degrees in experimental animation and game design. And originally, I wanted to go work uh, and work on Nintendo, work on Pokemon, work on Mario Kart. That was my dream. And in going to school, I went to school at UCF. Um, I was really fortunate enough to kind of touch those IPs when I worked at Universal, when I was an intern. And all of the while, my parents were always supportive, always 100%. And they made sure that I never lost sight of my goals more than anything, whereas some families might differ if things aren't necessarily going my way. Um, so people like my dad and my mom and my dad being who he is in, in, respond, in, in regards to just being someone that has been in it and he's had mm. 30 years of experience in Latin America as well as in the U.S. just work making motion graphics content for commercial broadcast animation for a wide variety of clients he understands it more than anyone how important it is to never lose sight of why you wanted to do this and begin with mm. so I think that was ex- ex- an extremely vital pillar for me to continue to get to where I am now and i I love my parents so much. Like I <laughs> and incredible. I can I can add on that that I love <laughs> Anna's parents so much because you can just so obviously tell their loving spirit is like in you. That kind mm-hmm. of like brave creative type is just so bred in your family. Um thank you. What it's true though. Like um when you were going when you decided so from high school into college, what was the decision to stay at UCF? Was it just like, that's the nearest option or like, that's a great program and I happens to be in the place I was raised? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, it was a very simple one. Uh, UCF was the only school that gave me a full ride. <laughs> she's, so oh, by I the said, way, she's also a genius. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Because oh, like on. me, I was like, okay, I'll give you a nice 3.0 sharp. And like, and it's like, I can give you a 4.2 and also a full animated film. And I'm like on the floor, like in debt. <laughs> Just dead. Oh my God, I'm, not, I'm not that special. You're making me sound like a superhero. I love it. But um, I mean, no, I was just really fortunate. Just right. Just kind of sticking to things. But yeah, I, I applied to 10 schools. I got into eight of them. The only schools I didn't get into were the schools in California, which oddly enough was the same year they had that whole scandal with the celebrities. <laughs> so, I'm oh yeah, the that was yeah, you remember remember the <laughs> the girl that went to jail and everything? Yeah, yeah, like that, that was it was Aunt Becky. Remember when Aunt Becky went Loftus. to jail? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think you should have yeah. like released a statement. You would have been like, and I didn't get into that school because of yeah, freaking Lori Lofton. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. That, that cracked me up when I saw it. <laughs> you were like on Instagram, like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Basically, I was like, oh yeah, 2015. I was like, oh, look at that. But that there was is the a, I applied. <laughs> there was a direct line though for UCF into Universal Creative, though, right? Like there's a lot of I mean, there's an yes. overlap in Disney and Universal, but Universal's literally right there. Yes, well, absolutely. And and UCF is really cool in that they actually had a class with Universal Creative. Um, called Advanced Design. And it was a class I took my sophomore year. I was advised against it because my uh, advisor was saying that I was taking too many electives because I didn't understand that by doing two degrees, the classes for one counted as the electives for the other. I thought I had eight electives. Turns out I had four, basically. It was really funny. That universal, specifically that universal class, is that where you kind of made the connection to go over to Universal for the internship or? Yeah. Um, In that class, it's essentially 
kind of a brainstorming class. So for 16 weeks, you're working on a confidential project, but it's all just speculation. It's not for the parks by any means. But we sign NDAs just as we would as if we were working within creative and we're creating a product for our client, our client being universal in this particular case. This class also does outside client work as well, but in the fall, it's for uh, Universal. And at the time that I was doing it, that particular class, it was with Universal and it was with um, the producers from the media department within Universal. So part of the class was showcasing, going to Universal once a month, presenting our projects, getting feedback, iterating on just this experience that we were building. But at the end of the semester, we were encouraged to prepare our resumes, you know, make sure we contact those that were our advisors. Every team got a, an advisor and a mentor from Universal to guide them through the process because there's an there's by no means an expectation that we knew what we were doing <laughs> because we're all college kids, ages 18 to 21, right? Um, so they, all of that was going in and I was really fortunate enough and that made a connection with the media producer again for this specific department. And it just so happened that their internships opened up. So I had given my resume to that media producer and told her I was considering applying. We stayed in contact. And so she actually gave me a, a recommendation for the internship that led me to get the interview and kind of the rest is history. So I ended right. up joining as a, a, a creative studio design intern for Universal in 2018, I think it was. And I was working really fortunate enough to be working on Super Nintendo World for Japan. So I <laughs> very much, my, my dream of, you know, why I got into games and why I wanted to work with Nintendo kind of realized itself in a completely different environment. You, and you, I fell in love with game parks in a whole new way. <laughs> you, 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 you helped make a Yoshi. You helped yeah, make I, a I little Yoshi. Mario Kart. Yeah, I worked on Mario Kart. Uh, so I worked on the medallions specifically that are in the queue as well as some of the game elements within the ride themselves in Japan. So it was, I'm it was really fun. Because I grew up on Nintendo. <laughs> that is... <laughs> I also you... love, it had to have come up when they were trying to decide Interview, to put you right. on that project, your <laughs> love of Nintendo and like did the passion that you have for it and that that was what you always wanted to, to do. I mean, I'm sure, tell me, was that like a good moment for you in the interview process? I can only imagine. Yeah, well, in the interview process, I didn't know what projects we were doing. Right. What was really cool I, about that media team is that because it's essentially anything that has a screen, media is involved. So got it. Universal oh. is, it can be any project and it can be any IP. Wow. So at the interview stage, I was specifically asked my experience with game-related IP and electoral property. And um, if I was comfortable with using game engines, my experience, the skill level in them, how quickly I learned a specific software. Those were the were kind like, of questions. Boy, I do I know. It brings up <laughs> yes. the game design degree. <laughs> yes, no, strictly. But it was really funny because at my orientation, I was given paperwork to go to a completely different work location that I was told from after meeting with the media team specifically, they were based within Universal and the work location I was going to was somewhere altogether different. And I remember being confused at first, but just waiting for my the admin assistant to come and pick me up, just like first day of school, like picking up your, your little intern from orientation. Um, but I was on a completely different project number and I didn't know at the time what that was. And so when I when the admin assistant came to get me and said, hi, sorry, you're not going to that project. Please ignore everything that you have heard or listened to about that project. You're coming with me and we're going to put you on this other project. You maybe signed an NDA to the wrong information, but don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to go basically. over here now, okay? And you're like, what a stranger <laughs> things. Like, what? But I remember asking, like, what? so what was the other project? Just out of curiosity, because I only got a project number. Um, and they're like, oh, no, it was Harry Potter. And I was like, oh, okay. It was it was uh, the Hagrid's roller coaster at the time. They were originally going to have me work on media for that. Um, and then Casual. somehow in the system, they that got screwed up because I was actually a different intern altogether. <laughs> oh. So I switched it entirely. Like, Did you know there's two Annabelle turns? <laughs> I, knew. I don't know. I mean, it's, a, it's an odd possible. It's possible. Like it's possible. It happens. <laughs> now, you're talking about like the chronological events of that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. Like, do you look back yeah. and you're like, that's crazy? Um, yes, because like, I was 19. <laughs> It was just wild to think that 
like we, we went to rap parties and things and like I couldn't drink and stuff like that so it was just like oh wow I'm, I'm really young to be here but I'm really fortunate really blessed to just be able to Period. be in this room kind of thing yeah but I want to ask too because the life of an animator although it's a lot of teamwork and building on top of each other it can also be really isolating so my question is like how how did you manage between the isolation and the pressure of like even if you are around people do you know what I mean the work you mm -hmm. had to do what mental health stuff did you have to go through just to like survive or were you just kind of like riding on the I'm just grateful to be here and I don't I'm gonna be fired tomorrow like where were, <laughs> where were you at well I definitely dealt with just flat out imposter syndrome right. just very much like who am I to be here? You know, everyone I'm working with has 20, 10, 20 years of experience. I, that happened to me a lot, actually, at ABC. So after I went, I finished my internship, my first job out of college was at ABC News up in New York City. And I'm working with people that have been there forever. Right. They have been in the news industry forever. They're very comfortable with working very quickly. And I'm expected to match that level and caliber of work for Fast. a news broadcast animation. And I remember just sitting in rooms just utterly terrified because at that point i had just moved to new york so i from literally graduated may 4th moved may 5th that's that's how quickly it was and you, you, you um, had never lived in new york have you <laughs> never lived in new york what a disaster what a disaster <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a I disaster it, i was i was a disaster for three months until i like got my bearings yeah. and i didn't know anyone so I, I don't know if you were the same way liam when you moved but i, I knew I was no alone. one yeah, my my parents didn't even move up with me. It was just me with two suitcases, and figuring out the subway system. Yeah, and just going all that route. Um, oh my god! But yeah, in terms of the isolation, that's what's actually really interesting about the animation industry as a whole, the theme entertainment industry as a whole. At least in my experience, is that everyone's incredibly welcoming. And we'll take it. the reason, yeah, well, the, the reason I say that specifically as well, and I think it's been magnified more with the pandemic. Once everyone shut down, the animation industry kind of, we were stuck in our silos. So that was the most isolated I felt when I was mm -hmm. just at home. I didn't have my coworkers I could really talk to. Like we had the 16 by nine screens of Zoom, but the, there was a certain camaraderie you would get when you were in the office or that you could just go to someone's desk next door and ask them a question. You could record references with multiple people instead of you by yourself doing stuff like that. But with um, the animation industry, everyone somehow just decided to turn to Twitter and use it as a outlet for community in that regard. I know Twitter can be obviously a bunch of different things for a bunch of different people. No, I, but... I, I use it now, Anna. I use it as my water cooler. Very old school yeah. reference. But, you know, people would think about Mad Men. People would gather around <laughs> the water cooler or the coffee maker or whatever all throughout my workday now working from home by myself. That's where I hop on. That's where my friends are. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we having for dinner? Like all of those normal day-to-day -day conversations that we used to have in the physical office. And, and I think, I mean, I think for a lot of us, because I worked in traditional offices for over 25 years, there's mm -hmm. once we developed our little outlets, things were more efficient, right? Because we could pick and choose when we were going to have those chats instead mm -hmm. of like when you're in a regular office and sometimes there's an interruption and flow of work and it's maybe not, I'm a people oriented introvert. So I really like to be by myself, but then when I'm ready to have a conversation, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Which is why we're very similar in that way. But even to that point, there were people that I had followed on Twitter for years, just in the animation industry, like. I just started interacting more with them and it got to the point where one of them um, quite simply put something to the effect of, hey, I'm bored. I want to do an animation Zoom. Who's interested? Let me know. And I was like, hi, we chatted a couple of times. We've never officially met by any means, but can I join in? And that led to at this point now, which is wild to say three years of friendship. And it's grown to have multiple more just connections of people within different industries, so games industry, animation industry, theme entertainment. And everyone's just really excited to help each other because they everyone knows that, and I say this, you know, as a blanket statement, but it's it's very much true that animation, regardless of 2D, 3D, hand-drawn, keyframe, is incredibly tedious. So those that are in it know that if you're in it for the, if you're choosing to become an animator, it's because you have a dedication to it.
and that dedication should be nurtured and respected. So I'm going to because help no nurture one would do you. This. No one would do no one this would if do they this didn't otherwise. genuinely love it. Like you have to start there. Like there is no, there is not a paycheck big enough. There is mm-hmm. not a, a an external reward big enough. It has to come from an internal. It's like love a reward. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's, well, it's I think like it's a reward. I think yes. any any creative job though that's part of the thing, right? Right. Like there has to be that inherent love of what you're doing. And Anna, I'm like so fascinated with the fact that you seem to have the ability, which is obviously why you're good at your job. You're really good at at the technical aspects of everything, right? So the computer part of all of the things, and then you're, you're also this really, really creative mind. And so when you talk about imposter syndrome, I'm sitting there thinking they were probably, because I just want to say to both of you, Imposter syndrome does not go away when you turn 30 or 35 or 46 or 52. Now I'm 52 now. So maybe 53 is when it goes away. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe next year is my year, but keep us what, posted. But honestly, Anna, what I'm thinking is there were people that went home after working with you for a day, you felt intimidated by them and they went, I don't think I can keep up with this next generation. I think I'm going to be out of a job. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know where these kids are coming from because I've heard those conversations. So that's why generationally when there's this feeling of, yeah, I'm more comfortable doing this, but you're bringing this entirely fresh perspective that I don't have and we need, then nobody's intimidated. Nobody I would say nobody feels imposter syndrome because we still do feel it, but it becomes, yeah, I feel that too. Now, what are you better at than what I can do? And what Mm. am I better at that you need? And let's, let's work together. So anyway, I just find that really beautiful because I, you don't think those conversations happened at people's dinner tables after they met you. I am here to tell you 100% certainty those conversations happened. So, you know, next time you feel that just know there's a person in that room that is feeling the exact same thing that you are. <laughs> My question too is about pacing, right? Like how, cause Jen was just talking about like that, you know, when you worked for ABC and you were like, ah, I don't know if I can keep up the field in itself, especially specifically in theme park entertainment, every like five years seems to go through a massive rehaul of brand new technology that everyone gets on board oh, yeah. with. <laughs> are you in a constant state of studying or are you like, I just have to keep up? Like what's, the, what's the game plan there? Yeah, no, I absolutely feel that way. I, I will forever be a student, whether or not I'm in school or not. And I'm okay with that. Honestly, I feel like we definitely should all be that way right. because even if you look at in the, in animation history, right, we started in hand-drawn animation and then the development of 3d tools allowed us to get, create computer generation animation and everyone was scared that 2d animation was going to go away and it's no it didn't go away it's just changed its application just Mm -hmm. like we're going to eventually even when you talk about you see things about real-time rendering right now right with how epic and and unity are getting into the film space or things like mandalorian showing showing the the volume which is all real-time rendered everyone's freaking out about that now about like oh my gosh does that mean that keyframe pre-rendered animation is gone no, it's just a different application. So I'm right. constantly trying to to learn much. My my list of programs to learn is never ending. Same as my list of books to read, never ending. Um, you're just but that a is nerd. the cool thing. You're just yeah, a nerd. I'm 100% a nerd, and no. I do journal a lot, Liam. I do that way no, too but, often. <laughs> but like, it's what Jen just complimented you on, though. But it's what I said at the beginning of the episode. Like, she's always had that brain. She's like had the brain of like creative application but like she's like she's like a computer that she can literally store things and pick and choose the things tools in order to help with the creative process i'm also very invest is that is that true or am i just i hadn't thought about it but i yeah i guess i i will say when you when you were talking earlier about me um being very quiet but creative that definitely stems from the immigrant mindset because i was that's what i was about to ask yeah, and I, I didn't know anyone, didn't speak the language, but one of the most universal ways you can express yourself is through art. So I think that really helped me as a kid growing up and being able to show someone how I felt or show something that I liked to someone else without right. having that language barrier. And that just extrapolated to adulthood. <laughs> I just, I, that's I don't, insane. Like, I, I forgot that you didn't speak English when you yeah, came here. Can, 
and and I yeah. I don't like to politicize everything except for yes I totally do yeah um but when I think <laughs> about what you as a human being have contributed through your work to the GDP of our country, not to be overdramatic. And then I think about things we have going on, some nonsense with some political players, with some immigrant kids that are being shuffled around and taken everywhere and treated Period. like they have no worth and no value. And then I, I sit here and I look at you and I'm like, literally, how can a human being not understand the damage that's being done when you have these kids that are already terrified, scared, they don't know what's going on. They don't have stability. They don't, you know, they're lacking so much. Right. And then we as a country treat them like that. And and it, I never want to make the argument that like, they're only worth it if they come over here and they do dramatic, amazing things like what Anna's doing. That is of course not what I'm saying, but from you being that child, I watch stuff like that. And I just, I don't understand. I mean, not that there's there's no question there. There's it's no just real I don't, reason. I don't right? understand. And yeah. I think about the barriers, how hard it is for a creative child to find their path anyway. And then right. here you are having to learn a new language, a new culture. Um, your, your parents sound rock solid, but having been a mom right. myself, they're walking through it too, right? They're trying to navigate mm -hmm. a whole new landscape. So right. anyway, just it's... kudos to your parents. And I'm just really <laughs> glad you're here. That's what I have to say. Glad you made it, sister. <laughs> so brilliant. Right now, what, um, without going into any detail, because you've already previously mentioned that you don't represent Disney nor any of the projects that you're working on outside of, mm -hmm. outside of this Zoom. But um, <laughs> what projects, let's say even like what projects personally are just like really exciting you right now from like walking your dog to, you know. <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear animation. what what kind of dogs do you have, Anna? Oh, I want to know that. Oh, I have two Yorkie Pomeranians named Captain and Bucky, like Captain I, America and Bucky Barnes. I must have pictures because <laughs> the, you pictures. the Yorkie Pomeranian mix is probably one of the most delightful looking dogs in the universe. From a technical standpoint, I think uh, we when we did Nemo, so the Nemo remount in Animal Kingdom, I grew up in the theme parks because I moved here when I was four. I did Animal Kingdom camp when I was a kid. I oh, got a massive, yeah, I had a massive love for conservation and animals that I actually wanted to be a veterinarian when I was a kid. And, and then it turned into a marine biologist specifically until I learned how to swim with sharks. And I was like, nope, that's my no-go. <laughs> uh, never mind. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'll just look at them and, and paint them from afar and, and take pretty pictures. But I grew up and have very fond memories of that show, Finding Nemo the Musical, because it's been out for, at that point, I, I think it came out in 20 or 2007, 2008. Like it had it'd been in, in the park for 12 years, majority of my childhood. And with the pandemic, obviously it closed like everything else. And that particular show couldn't open under the, that the COVID restrictions that they had because it was just too close of a theater. Mm -hmm. So that was one of those later, later shows that had to wait to fully reopen when the world kind of got a little bit better. But it got, gave us the opportunity to give a brand new revitalization technology standpoint. And so there's a giant LED wall that's installed in the back of the theater, as well as updated projections that now... Um, add to the performances of the performers and everything. I don't know, Liam, if you know Zoe Rose's, but she's in the show as well. Oh yeah, my sister. <laughs> yeah. Because we were in callbacks, I, I, not we together. We found each other but... by sheer accident when we found out we were working on the same project together, like we lost our minds. But that show became another one of those full circle moments for me to, once I was on it, from just a personal standpoint, because it was like, oh my God, I get to flex my little marine biologist tools and like, model and animate all these cute little fish and then there's a crab named Hermie in the show that bows at the cast because we're just nerds like that um but from a technical standpoint it's he, the first he, time from the way the projection bows with the I haven't seen the show since the remount it oh, bows you should. it bows with yes. the cast <laughs> yeah so there's a little crab in, oh, in the new world at the very end of the show that as the whole cast comes out the little crab waddles out his name is Hermie he's a little red crab and as the cast, you know, lowers their puppets and bows as well, the actual animated crab also bows as well. I'm done with you. Well. <laughs> I'm done with you. What were you going to okay, say so about the technology? Oh, wait, the we need to, we, Anna needs to finish her thought about the technology. What about the technology? Oh, yes. 
it was the first time we were using real-time technology in terms of how we created this system. So we used game engine technology to kind of composite and put everything together as opposed to a standard CG pipeline, which is quite simply my two degrees pushed together. It's working with game engine and working mm. in experimental animation. So that was just oh. a dream come true of a project for me because it was my bread and butter. It was absolutely my favorite thing to do. This is <laughs> and we got to put in so many Easter eggs in that show. <laughs> that is crazy though. Jen, what were you about to say? No, I just think that um, the average guest who, and, and, you know, it isn't like we expect them to appreciate, I say them as though I'm not one of them. So let's just say <laughs> me, an average guest. Well, um, it, 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 <laughs> <Stupid>. average, <laughs> I mean, you know, Moving on. No, but I mean, the, the, okay. So I just got off the Disney wish. Okay. Anna, I was just on ah, her yes. two weeks ago. Not, I spent, too. she was too. I wonder if we were too. on the same sailing. I think oh, you guys were one boat apart. We might have been one there with only I was the on four... Labor Day weekend. Oh, okay. So I was right before her. Yeah, I was right before you. Gotcha. Um, so you're welcome. I got the ship all, all ready for you. you. But, you're welcome. Um, so I walked around and basically was in tears one whole morning, like really early, got up, went around. I was trying to kind of unlock where was the storyteller trying to take me with the different art installations mm -hmm. on the different floors. There's a whole choice. There were so many great choices that were made about you know, like the mosaic area and the tapestry area. And, and I'm such an art nerd that those kinds of mm -hmm. things really excite me. And then you get home and you read just nonsense. But I think interviews like yours are so important because these little teeny tiny details that people don't, not that the crab is a little teeny tiny detail. I'm just saying a lot of people would just like be in a hurry to go to the next thing. I guess that's what I'm saying is mm -hmm. as much as you would not rush in it, and this is how seriously I take it. As much as you would not rush through, you know, the Art Institute of Chicago, because why are you going if you're going to rush through it? This is how I feel about some of these really creative details. If you're just going to blow past it like it's a McDonald's, you are missing the whole point. Like go to a state fair, go to your local carnival. Like this is not that experience. Right. And hearing stories about all the thought that went into that crab that takes the bow, I think really helps our listener. It's kind of like the thing I hope that people take away other than if you've been through trauma, you should go to therapy is. <laughs> I agree. My like therapist when, knows me very there well. There you go. But like is that. That when you're at Disney, stop making everything fast food. It is not fast Ooh, food. This is a five-star restaurant. It's a multi-course mm -hmm. experience. You're paying a premium because it's a multi-course experience. So if you want to experience right. McDonald's, there's places to do that. This is not that. So yeah. that's just getting off the wish reminded me of that. Did you love it, Anna? Did you love the I wish? I did, yes. Well, my my team worked on it. I did work on the wish personally, but my team did. We did the um, Sail Away show. So the, the just the song of, of the Phil Collins song of, of I think it's Phil Collins. I totally way. have missed that. On my but way the, from Brother the, Bear. No, 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 the Brother brother bear yeah the I'm welcome on my to way. our family yeah um, that is one of my favorite disney songs <laughs> i brother bear is a slapper and phil collins didn't have to do it but he did but he did yeah. but he did and he blessed um, us okay but yeah but my uh, co-worker he's my sweet mate in terms of that he was the one working on the show he was doing the art and so i would just hear that song constantly and constantly and constantly <laughs> so when i get to see it in in venue like i just started crying so i was like oh my gosh like this is why, this is why where you see everyone dancing, having fun. It's a song that does not get as much credit as it That deserves. movie doesn't. And I love that movie. Yeah, the whole movie doesn't either, yes. Um, but you just see people having fun and enjoying this. And it's a brand new experience. It's completely rethemed the way you think about Disney cruises. The, the whole ship is built around wish and enchantment. And there's always so many little details. Like, I don't know, Jennifer, if you saw the, the carpet detailing dictating yes. where you are on the ship. Yes. And yeah. in fact, I, I spent, that was one of the reasons I loved getting up super early is because it's hard, you can't see the carpets when there's a lot of people yeah. around. Um, mm -hmm. But both seeing how the carpets changed and then even like there would be a whole hallway that would be nothing but mosaics, nothing but tapestries. Then you'd see like a mixed metal area. Like I was, they did a tour of the ship that I so wish now I had gone on, mm -hmm. but I want to talk to like the, the, the artistic Structural. team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That did, yeah. that made all those choices because I, 
I really did feel this sense of being taken on a story as opposed to a, a mall with a, you are here sticker, which I think mm-hmm. is what a lot of people are conditioned to expect from a Disney right. cruise ship. This was not that like you have to wander around. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, there's a, there's a slide there with this big old bronze Cheshire cat at the bottom. And then everything in that area is now I'm looking at all bronze sculptures. And now I'm looking at like, I, I was like, I would come back and like journal, you know, all of the different details that I noticed. And I'm like, we're missing an opportunity here to make this, especially for kids who I think maybe don't have access to art museums, which is always like kids that don't have access to live theater. They can come to Disney. They can see Mm -hmm. live theater. And that's like what you started with, right? That's what inspires little Liam's and little Anna's to go, oh my gosh, I can be part of something bigger. So yeah, if anyone you talk to ever that did anything on the wish, I just want you to say, Jen says, thank you. They won't know what it means. Thank you. I'll tell my roommate. My roommate was the one on. He got a hand and and say, thank you for the operation. What a a treat. (laughs) What a treat. I, I think every day, I think little Anna would be so proud of adult Anna and your, your work is just incredible. And this, I think interview really showed me too. And what Jen said is there is magic in the detail, the detail and vice versa detail is the magic. And the detail is only really created through passionate, creative and young minds that get older. And just know that I always have a deep respect for you and your family. And it was such a pleasure having you on the show this week. Thank you. I kind of want to sit and just hear more of your story for hours. I wish we had hours, but I know you have a life to live. Just um, go imagine a new park. I'm just kidding. That's not a, a thing I'm saying. That's how we how get her fired. Oh, I she's going to do the villain land. We're, we're back. We're back yeah. to last week. Gaslighting Disney oh villain land. She's going to go do it. Anna, thank you so much. Say goodbye, Anna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, Anna. Oh, my God. Wasn't that amazing? I think the thing that we all take for granted is the fact that Liam gets these people for us. He's like, oh, yeah. I went to school with this woman that happens to, you know, be a zoologist. Oh yeah. I went to school with this other person that happens to do this amazing artistic and yet also computer related stuff with Disney adjacent type things, you know, like there's just all of these people that, you know, are you 150 years old? Have you lived like six lifetimes? I think it just happens that I'm like, I'm always attracted to people that like want a lot. Do you know what I mean by want? They dream, they think, they literally inspire me. I mean, that's why I, that's why I plucked you out of obscurity. It's true. Um, as it, we as we have established, my but, YouTube but channel I, I was also, no one was there, and then Liam. Have you ever seen Hocus Pocus, the graveyard? It's that, and then I'm the witch that comes out of it. I know, but I think it's a big reason why I connected with you so quickly. It was because the foundation of respect was there from the forefront, or at least that that, that was my intention with. Uh, talking to Jen was just like respect for her work. And as when you're in a creative field, I think a lot of the times that could be taken for granted because some people might just go, well, Jen's just a YouTuber. I'm like, cool. But then when you look at it at the much larger scale, her actual work of affecting people, I don't know, in a pandemic where people were losing their lives due to the fact they felt alone. I, you know, it's funny because that was, I know the that's thing like all that, really serious. I'm sorry. No, but it, you know, no, but no. It, when we brought, when we were chatting with Anna about during pandemic and feeling isolated and all right. of that, I think. Um, and then if you contrast that to, and I'm sure this won't get, cause I haven't listened to the edited episode as we're filming this outro, obviously, since we just filmed it, but hopefully Liam's going to leave in the part where they talk about the school, the public school that they went to literally dropped the arts program. So mm-hmm. artists in particular have always had to fight for their seat at the table anyway. And then you've got someone like Anna who moved here when she was four from another country, she had a language barrier. And then you have something like the pandemic. So a role that can already be isolating became even more so. And the way that social media 
helped people to connect to one another. It all, you know, we all have different stories. We all have different skills. Some might listen to this and go, well, Anna's job is, is big, huge, and important. And my job is not big, huge, and important. And I would say, well, yes, it is because we're all part of the same human experience. And so right. I think that's one of the reasons why we love telling the stories, right? Because it mm -hmm. reminds all of us that we all do different things. Some things are like out there and seem like, I hate the word, like impressive or whatever, right. but whatever we're doing in our life, whatever space we're occupying, that we're making sure we're affecting change for good. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. That's the game. And literally it's like, you know, I can get kind of down on myself sometimes when it comes to like, great, but now I'm back at Disney, the place I was at when I was 18, but I'm once such a different person. Like I'm incredibly proud of the work that I did personally to get to the place that I'm at one, but two, I discovered, you know, whether I'm doing this, whether I'm doing Disney, whether I'm singing every week with a singing Latin for God's sake at a choir every week, it's the art of taking care of people right. and what kind of life do you want to lead? And I think what Jen just said so beautifully was that you're important. Like you are, you are. Well, and I, just to take it are. like even at a level deeper, which this is, if, if you don't have your therapist scheduled already, this, this next thing might, might, yeah, maybe go ahead and have <laughs> that on the calendar. But the reality is, even if you found yourself incapable of producing anything, even if you found yourself, um, you know, succumbing to some kind of illness or something that made you physically incapable of literally contributing in any way, you are still valuable because you are. Mm -hmm. And as someone who has had to unwrap a lot of that, tying my value at in any room to what I produce for the world, I think it's really important to always make that distinction because we are worthy because we exist, not because we do this, 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 and this. And for those of us that tie, and it comes from deep-seated religious systems and all of that, right? It's all what you do is what proves your worth as a human. And I would say, you know, that whole really cheesy thing, you're not a human doing, you're a human being, like your worth is there because you exist and that's what gives you value. So yeah, there you go. What a beautiful conversation. Always. I love our interviews. I always Me love too. our interview episodes. I think they're really, really great. And uh, I hope you enjoyed. Please follow us on Instagram. If you want to support our show, what we do, please join us over on Patreon. The links are available on our in our Instagram bio. It's You can just type in patreon.com and type unlimited time magic through the search engine. Uh, it really does help us make the show better and bigger and uh, reach more people. So thank you, dear listener. And the next time we see each other, we would have gone to Disneyland. Jen, what Disneyland. Do you know? I'm going to Disneyland. Have the best week ever. Bye. Bye. This episode of Unlimited Time Magic is through. Please follow us on Instagram at, at Unlimited Time Magic. Uh, support us on Patreon if you'd like to do that. Plenty of benefits. It's really, really great. And we're not on Main Street, but we will see you on Main Street. Look, it's out there. Uh, nailed it.